This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. God wants all of us to dream big and to hope big. In his extensive four-week series entitled Hope, Pastor Ray has touched on many of the important aspects of this amazing virtue, but what of the Christian whose hope for something really big produces results that seems discouragingly small? Is he asking himself, was what I hoped for too ambitious? Was my level of faith too small to produce what I hoped for? Or perhaps ensnared by discouragement and doubt, wondering, is God even hearing my prayer? In this final three-part message of the HOPE series entitled, Be Encouraged by Small Results, Pastor wants to remind those who are perhaps questioning those small blessings that God has not forgotten you, He's still in control, and He expects thanks for those small results He continues to bless you with, behind which something big is about to happen. Now here's Pastor with much more on those small results. I had a long conversation with somebody, um, uh, a, a gentleman a while ago, and he was just telling me about all these people in his life that he knew as a young believer who he grew up with, and, and they all served God together, and th- things were really great. But one by one by one, some of, some of these people who seemed to be pillars in the church who really served God with fervency and, and, and faith and really loved Jesus, somehow things happened, and warfare uh, erupted, and their lives began to, you know, get tested. Uh, get ready, because one of the things that you can be sure of as a believer that we will be tested, Amen. and that's not to be a, to scare anybody. You know, the, the the fact of the matter is that we have victory over everything. Right. Amen. Say, I've got the victory <laughs> through Jesus Christ. All right, but sometimes things will come to test your test you, and and little by little, if you don't deal with your warfare properly. Weariness sets in, and if weariness sets in and you don't deal with weariness properly, it will ultimately bring you to the place of despair, it'll bring you to the place of doubt, it'll bring you to a place of compromise, it'll bring you to a place of wanting to quit, of not believing anymore, of losing your, your hope. Uh, so weariness is a really effective tool of the enemy, and that's why I've been really honing in on this for the last a few Thursday nights that we've been together because I think it's rampant. I think it's widespread in the body of Christ. I just want to go over a couple of things, kind of tie this together. We'll close it up tonight. But I want you to open up with me to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 11, very, very familiar verse of Scripture. Um, I, I want to talk about four things, and these are going to these, be for many of us just a review because we know these things. One of the things that I was thinking about with weariness is that the very first first thing to do in a time of weariness is to go back to Jesus and get simple. Just go back to the Lord. He says here in verse 28 of Matthew's Gospel 11, he says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. When we come to Jesus, he doesn't give us more work to do. 
As a matter of fact, usually I'm, I'm, all, I'm all burned out, usually, and worked, overworked when I go to Jesus. And I say, Lord, I've taken too much on. Forgive me. It's me doing it now, Jesus. It's not you anymore. Am I speaking to anybody in this house tonight? It's not me doing it, it. It's not you doing it anymore. It's me doing it and me trying to get it done. So he says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. When we go to Jesus, we ought to go and seek rest. So in a time of weariness, let's go back to the simplicity of the relationship with Jesus. It's me and Jesus. I love God. I want to do right because I love Jesus. I want to live right because I love Jesus. I want to please God because I love Jesus, not because it's a bunch of do's and don'ts. I can stand here and preach do's and don'ts and all it's going to turn out to, and some of you have come out of churches like that. You, you had to wear, you know, certain things. You, women had to wear something on their head. You had to wear a certain color clothing. Women had to sit on one side of the church, men on another side of the church. I mean, all these crazy things they put on you, and it causes the body of Christ to get weary. Let's just get back to the simplicity of the relationship. I told this gentleman that I was talking to, I said, you know, it seems to me that all of these people that you're talking about, all of these folks that you're mentioning, all sort of lost their relationship with Jesus because it seems like they made their walk too difficult. They got wearied because they took on things that were never intended by God for us to take on. So it goes back to the simplicity of loving Jesus. I read the word because I love God. I want to do the word because I love Jesus. Not because I see God up in heaven with a big stick going to, you know, ready to whack me because I didn't do something right. I do it because I love Jesus. Come on, is anybody with me? I hope you're sitting in this church today because you just love Jesus. You just love Jesus because Jesus has filled your heart. Jesus is the one who's come to your life and has freed you and helped you and healed you and released you and excited you about the things of God. So it's all about Jesus. We sing and we worship not because we're trying to be the hottest group in town, man. We sing and worship because we just love Jesus. And if you just stay in love with Jesus in the most simplest form, weariness has no place in your life because you're loving him and trusting him and you're walking with him. I mean, it's got to it's get so strong in our lives that we are consciously aware of Jesus being by our side every step we take, every breath we breathe. Listen, you know, I probably bored you with all the times that I've told you how I've been through difficult times in my life, but I could not have gotten through it without the knowledge of Jesus being right by my side. Say, Lord, I don't understand this stuff. I, I don't like this stuff. This should not be happening. But Father... I just trust you, and, 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 and you're, I know that you're by my side. Anybody had that experience in your life? Come on. And it's like Jesus is just walking you through step by step. This is what will keep us from being wearied. See? So, so he says, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Often I wonder, well, well let me read it through. He says, take my yoke from me. Uh, upon you and learn from me I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light my question is you know when we find ourselves all wearied we have to really look to ourselves and say whose yoke did we take upon ourselves because if this is Jesus's yoke it's not supposed to be heavy and it's not supposed to be a burden it's a burden because we've done something in the flesh man we, we we've worked this this yoke on us this is not God's yoke See, 
Um, so, so he says that his way is going to be easy and his yoke is going to be, uh, his yoke is going to be easy and his burden is going to be light. So if we're going to stay out of weariness and keep ourselves fresh and alive and excited about God, then we have to stay and walk really close to Jesus. It's time for us to get back to that simplicity of walking with Jesus. Do you hear my voice? Jesus will sustain you. Jesus will strengthen you. Jesus will uphold your arms. When you feel like you're going down, when you just turn your eyes and turn your thoughts and turn your focus back on Jesus and not on yourself, it's so easy when things are going wrong for us to look back at ourselves Say, what have I done wrong? What, what do I need to do? I'm going to do more of this or more of that or more of the other. Sometimes you just need to do nothing but turn your eyes back on Jesus. Come on, somebody in this house, help me. To keep yourselves from being wearied. And, I, I, you know, when I was uh, first started out in the ministry, I mean, I, and some of you were here with me back then, I was just excitable about everything because I was trying to hold everything on my shoulders. It's the truth, Valerie. I was trying to hold everything on my shoulder. I thought if I didn't keep it together, it wasn't going to stay together. And don't look at me like that. Or some of you trying to keep things together in your life right now. I'm going to tell you, one of the things I learned about, about that kind, let it go. Let it fall apart. Because God can do a better job of keeping it together than you can. And if it's not meant to be together, let it just fall apart. Let it fall apart. And, and, and I struggled, you know, trying to make this work and trying to make the church grow and trying to do this. And, and then I used to go all over the country at all the church growth seminars, this conference, that's good, trying to, oh, God, give me wisdom. I'm, I know I'm going to, because they, you know, they, 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 um, they show, the, they advertise, this is the meeting above all meetings. The keys to the kingdom of heaven are going to be given out at this meeting. Come and get your key. <laughs> and, you know, like an idiot, you know, jump on the plane. I'm going to get my key. I walk in and get somebody else's revelation, fly back, start trying to do their revelation and lose 30 people. Why? Because you can't unlock what God has for you with somebody else's key. You need your own key. You need your own key. And that only comes from walking and loving and developing a relationship with Jesus and listening to the Lord and learning how to develop that relationship with him where you can hear him. And he will give you direction and tell you where to go and what to do and how to do it, and when to do it, with whom to do it. Come on. You know how many people have made the life-changing mistakes in their lives because they did things without trusting the Lord and just believing in Jesus and asking, asking God to give them the wisdom. And they took matters into their own hands, went into things and did things and moved here and did this and did that and made purchases, made did all kinds of things. And they come back and say, well, well, I don't understand what happened. I'll tell you what happened. You put your two cents in. Don't, don't stick your two cents in it. Just sit back, relax, and let God lead you and guide you. Develop that relationship. Jesus, what should I do, Lord? See, if you're a person that's got to ask everybody what, what to do, what should I do, what should I do, what should I do, what should I do, help me somebody, what should I do, what should I do, dear God, you're going to tire out, you're not going to tire, you're going to tire yourself out because everybody you talk to is going to give you another piece of advice. And it's all going to be one big contradiction, the best thing. Now, you should seek wisdom. From a multitude of counselors. Spiritual counselors can help you sometimes. Your pastor, elders. Spiritual people can put you on the right track. But we'll never give you all the answers because we don't have them. But wh where you get those answers is when you go to the feet of Jesus. 
and you sit at the feet of Jesus and you talk to the Lord, Lord, what should I do? And sometimes God's going to tell you to do something that seems totally crazy. Like you have no money. God says, put an extra thousand dollars in the offering. Now, I'm not taking an offering, so don't worry about it. Don't, don't get sweaty palms. I'm using that as an example. I remember one time in my life, I, I was going, I was just weary. I was in such warfare, and I didn't know how to get out of it. Anybody ever been there? I was in such warfare, wearied. Everything was like looking like it was falling apart around me, and I didn't know what to do or how to do it. And uh, didn't have the money. You know, money was drying up, I, uh, really. And uh, I was out in my pastor's church, and they were having a... Um, they were having a day of honor for him where they were honoring him and they took a special offering. And God told me to put a supernatural amount in an envelope. I'll be honest with you. I'm going to be very honest with you. I gave almost all my savings account because I'm not asking you to do that, please. This has to be directed by God. God directed me to do this and I wrote a big check. And I said, you know what? I'm going to break the back of the devil in the things that are going on in my life because I felt directed by God to do this. Now, in the natural, that was not an easy thing to do. But when you are directed by God to do something like that, when God comes upon you, now here I'm fighting this warfare and I'm getting wearied and I'm burned out, man, and I don't know how, I, I don't know how I'm, I, I don't have the answers. Well, I just released that thing. And as a matter of fact, when I, I was there, they asked me to receive the offering that night. And I thought, whoa, this is great. So I told everybody, I said, I'm going through some warfare right now. And I wrote down, I wrote a supernatural check right now. And I am sewing it in, believing that by me releasing this honor into my pastor's life, that honor is coming back on my life, that I'm going to have the answers. I'm going to have the wisdom. I'm going to have all the knowledge, everything I need to get through this warfare. And I did it. I released it. I'm going to tell you what, it, was, it wasn't even six months. Everything started to turn around in the church. Sometimes God is going to ask you to do something that's supernatural, and it may not always involve money. You understand that sometimes he's going to, you're holding on to something, he's going to tell you to let go. Or you're trying, here's one, there are people that are trying to get rid of things and God tell you to hold on to it. Like in, in, in sometimes in my weariness, I, you know, I want to get out of here. Lord, I just, I, I, I've had enough. I'm right up, to the, right up to my eyeballs with it. I don't think I could take another moment of it. Come on, you've all been there. Don't look at me like that. Like, I remember one time I said to the Lord, that's it, I'm thrown in the towel. He picked up the towel and threw it back at me and said, grab the towel and get back in the game. So, so sometimes it goes against, you know, what seems easy or what seems right or... But if you will obey God in those times, you will get through, you will, you'll get over the hump of that weary time and that weary place, and you'll see the refreshing of God will come upon you. So when we're in the time of weariness, we need to obey Jesus. We need to go back to Jesus. And um, what was it, Proverbs, let me just give you this verse because this was a good verse, Proverbs 1, 23. And he says, I love this verse, One twenty three says, turn at my rebuke. Surely I will pour out my spirit on you, and I will make my words known to you. And rebuke is, is a strong word, but, you know, his correction, his direction. Turn at his speaking into your life and see how God will turn everything around in your life. Isn't that a good verse? Come on, somebody, isn't that a good verse? I like that verse. Turn at my rebuke, and I will pour out my spirit on you. He's going to give you refreshing and anointing. All right? So anyway, it's go to Jesus. Let me just give you this real fast. 
The second thing I wanted to talk about tonight that kind of fits in is we've got to learn to cast our cares. Just get rid of them. Just cast them upon Jesus. You're worried about things here tonight. You don't know the outcome. You're worried about what's going to happen. You know, you're wasting your time. Worry is never going to get you anywhere. Worry doesn't fix anything. What you need to do is fall at the feet of Jesus once again and said, Lord, and I think I've told you this before, there have been times in my life I've had to ask God for minute-by-minute strength and help and peace. And the minute-by-minute turned, you know, sometimes 10 minutes to 10 minutes, and then eventually 20 minutes to 20 minutes. I found myself getting through hour by hour and day by day until I walked my way out of that challenge in my life into where, you know, now it's, it's, it's nowhere near that. You, you, you know, you, you, you call on the strength of God, you know, but not in that dire way. Is everybody with me here tonight? So, so we've got to learn to cast our cares. And number three, we've got to learn how to keep standing. Please, be immovable. 1 Corinthians 15, 58 says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of, of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. So we've got to continue to stand on the word of God no matter what. Amen? And um, Hebrews 12, 3 says, For consider him, Jesus, who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. In other words, look at what Jesus went through for you and me. And, and let's receive encouragement from that. And this is a verse you all should know, Hebrews 10.35. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. You know, I preached on that over the summer for a really long time. Amen? So we've got to learn to keep on standing, even when it doesn't seem like it's easy to keep standing. That's, that's a, a posture that we need to take against our weariness. And then number four is we've got to learn to just wait on the Lord. Very familiar verse, Isaiah 40, 29. He gives power to the weak, and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men utterly fall, but those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. I just want to give you these four things real quick. Four things never to do in the time of weariness. Just quickly. Number one, never be driven by ir irrational emotions. Did you hear what I said? Never be driven by irrational emotions. Never make life-changing decisions in the times of weariness because you will make a mistake and you will make a wrong decision. I've had people sit in my office all harried, you know, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that because of this and this. Slow down. Take a breath, you know, because you're, you're not thinking rationally. When you're wearied and you're tired, your emotions are all wrangled and mangled and twisted, and you can't make a proper decision. So never, ever, ever be driven by irrational emotions, driven to make decisions or to do things, because sometimes you will do something that can't be reversed and because you did it in a time of weariness. Let me tell you what, your time of weariness, if you get back, back simply, uh, to hooked up to Jesus simply, and get that refreshing of the Lord, that weariness is going to pass very, very quickly, and you're going to see things a lot differently. Number two, don't lose a good perspective. You can look at everything from different perspectives, right? I mean, you're looking at this pulpit from that perspective, you see one thing. I'm looking at the pulpit from this perspective, and I'm seeing something else. They're looking at it from this perspective, and they're seeing something else. We're all looking at the same thing. We're just looking at it from different perspectives. You have the best perspective because you see the fine print there. I can't see that. It's all backwards, upside down. But when I turn myself around and I look at this from your perspective, 
I can see the beauty in this piece where I can't see it from this, from this side. It's the same piece. Is anybody with me? Don't lose a good perspective. Get your perspective back. All right? You say, well, you know, I'm going this thing in my life, whatever. Turn it around. There is a good side to it. Look. Find a good perspective. All right? Um, sometimes looking at things differently changes everything in your life. Say, so, well, I lost my job. Uh, you know, where am I gonna, what am I going to do now? Praise God, you lost your job. You're a believer. You're a giver. You're a tither. You trust the Lord. God is your provider. You, you, you declared it in church for the last six months. So what are you worried about? You lost your job? Then praise God, God's got a better job. You've been working, you've been working as, you know, an employee. Maybe you're going to be an employer now. Maybe God's going to give you wisdom to start your own business. Or maybe you're going to be in upper management of this company. You see, you can look at everything from a different perspective. Keep you from getting wearied. Number three, don't let times of weariness cause you to fall into unbelief. Abraham, Romans 4.20, Abraham did not waver at the promises of God in unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, being fully convinced that what he promised he was also able to perform. Don't let times of weariness cause you to fall into unbelief. I see a lot of wearied soldiers and people are waning, their faith is getting tested, and the enemy is just getting entrance into scads and scads of people, bringing them down because the ultimate his ultimate purpose is to try to draw you away from Jesus, try to draw you away from believers, try to draw you back into to the world, draw you back to the sin you came from. That's his ultimate purpose, and he uses weariness to do it. See, and, and if you don't keep a good perspective, even on people, you know, just because people have done you wrong doesn't mean everybody's going to do you wrong. Just because some people disappoint it doesn't mean everybody's going to disappoint you. Just because you've been hurt by people doesn't mean the whole church is going to hurt you. There may have been some, some you know, bad apples in the barrel, but there's still a whole lot of good apples in the barrel. Right? So don't let times of weariness cause you to fall into unbelief and keep that good perspective. Number four, this is it. Don't ever quit. Did you hear what I said? Don't ever quit. Don't ever back up for anything. Do it afraid. Do it in doubt. Do it in unbelief. Do it with question. Do it with, with whatever. Just keep on doing what you're doing, serving God, loving God, believing. Just keep on doing what you're doing. Don't ever quit because the end result is that if you don't quit, you're going to reap. You're going to reap. Somebody give me a better amen than that. Hallelujah. Yeah, don't let your weakness in your life talk you out of the blessings of God or talk you out of your position in the kingdom of God. Don't let weariness do a number on you. Amen? Keep it simple. Get back to that relationship with Jesus. Just love him, walk with him, be a servant, be open to what he wants you to do and keep it really, really simple in your life. You'll stay refreshed. You'll stay on top. Jesus is going to get the job done. We're all going to finish. We're all going to finish strong. Come on, somebody say amen in this house tonight. Glory to God. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. Before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. Hello, this is Pastor Ray. I wanted to take a moment from today's broadcast to tell you about a brand new book I've written that's just become available for purchase entitled Discouragement, Doubt, and Compromise. I wrote this book because of after more than 37 years of pastoring, I see too many Christians, both newly saved and those mature in their walk with God, fall victim to a device of the enemy that he has been using against God's people ever since the beginning of time. It's simply a threefold plan of discouragement, doubt, and compromise. I know this material will be a tremendous blessing to you in encouraging and stimulating your faith and helping you to truly be more than a conqueror. Why not go to my website right now and order your copy, PastorRayNY.com. Why not order a copy for a friend as well? That's PastorRayNY.com.